0: Some Some creativity creative. for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. Oh man, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Not a whole lot. How you been? How you been? How you been?
1: I'm good. Yeah. I think it's the first unique
0: uh intro yeah for episode 20 i figured i would figured i would spice it up a Mix little it up.
1: bit yeah spice up a bit as i'm you watching know. you light a cance- candle right now
0: yeah that's what the sound is it's a lighter
1: start to video
0: there's a uh okay i don't want to burn my fingers all right Get we careful. got a candle going we got an ambiance mm. that's why i'd yeah, yikes I almost spilled the candle that's why yikes. i figured i'd Start off with a, uh, just a new, a new tagline in the, Feeling in the intro, you comfortable know, comfortable with the
1: candle on, you know, some
0: ditch the ladies, ditch the ladies and gentlemen part, just dive straight into it.
1: You know, like, ladies, and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what's
0: going on? We're back. Episode 20. Wow.
1: Episode 20 already. Cool. Pretty cool. cool.
0: Pretty insane. You remember God. starting it? Yes. And like, being like, well,
1: this is new. This is different.
0: Yeah. It's like weird, and then taking but off. But it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm. I'm having so much fun. I'm having an absolute blast.
1: Absolute blast. Absolutely. I love um, it. absolute blast. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, got a cool idea for conversation today.
0: All right, hit me with it. Which it is design Slap related. Slap you with it.
1: Slap you with it. It is design related. Of course, and it's of movie course it's design related. Related, because we both love movies. I think a lot of people we like do.
0: movies. I think you love movies more than I do. You've definitely pushed me to you watch so. more movies. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That's because, like,
1: that's because, like, how I've wasted mo- a lot of my life is just watching movies.
0: Would you say it's a waste of I, movies? I was about to
1: say I wouldn't, I would argue it's not a waste, but yes.
0: You're just, you visual, it's a visual library that you're building up in your brain. Exactly. It's not a, that's not a waste. No. Depending on the type of movie.
1: Depending on the movie, I, yeah. No, I yeah. don't think it's a waste. Um, but the idea being for today's conversation is, Design in movies.
0: All right, I like this, and I thought it'd be
1: kind of cool because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's not a
1: it's not a big topic unless you're talking about someone who's talking about working on a movie. Yeah, and the design of it, or if any if anyone out there gets a movie, you know, a DVD and watches the special features, and it's like how it's made, you know, or how. Yeah so-and-so like was design a minute clip yeah and that's like i mean i always thought those were cool but i feel like a lot of people don't even yeah. watch them or really care but the idea being with that with uh with the topic is you know a lot of people probably don't notice it no if you're not into design or anything you might watch a movie and be like that's really cool
0: but yeah, great movie great like movie that.
1: but if or you might even be like i really like that part or that kind of object, or whatever in the movie, but I don't know why. It's just cool. Yeah. And then maybe if you're into design or art or something like that, you might pick up on things. You probably will pick up on things that other people don't notice. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're a designer, but you see that you see the part line on that guy's gun and that sci-fi gun. People like, why? It's a clean, like, it's, cl- it's a what? clean
0: contour. What are you talking about? Clean you're contour like, line on that vehicle, right? And even as silly as that
1: sounds, I think the idea of talking about um design in movies the importance Mm -hmm. of it um oh hugely is really cool big time because i would argue it's very important
0: i don't even think you need to argue it. it's just a straight up fact
1: it's a straight up fact it's really important i think um if you're making a movie you're telling a story Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you ultimately want to sell people the world that you're building within that story
0: yeah especially if it's not based in new york or yeah san francisco or los angeles or wherever else
1: yeah like right? how do you especially if it's like a sci-fi for out in space on a different planet different yeah. dimension if it's back in time time drop whatever you got to sell people that world mm-hmm. and the more out there and unrealistic yeah. the story is or the environment is the more mm-hmm. You know, the more difficult it is to sell people on that idea and make it seem realistic, grounded. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where people will accept it and not be like, that's weird or that looks fake. It's like you accept it as like, that's just, it feels right.
0: Mm -hmm. It looks cool. That's how that world would look if it did exist or does it exist? Is that a real place? Could that be a real place? Exactly.
1: And I think a lot of that or all of it really has Mm -hmm. to do with design. Absolutely things in movies and again, and i think the reason why a lot of people don't realize this and talk about it is because if it's done well you don't really notice it yeah exactly
0: um, like it's good design doesn't get noticed bad design does no,
1: exactly like if you i don't know, if you're using some handheld device and it's designed badly yeah you'll notice it because it's painful or if it's you know, it's uncomfortable, it's to, hard to hold and whatever. It yeah. doesn't doesn't work well, it doesn't do its job well. But if it's designed it really, really well, then you don't notice it because it just works so effort, effortlessly. Yeah,
0: you use it without thinking.
1: Exactly. Right. And that's the same way, I think, when it comes to stuff like that, like building a world or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, if it works so well, it's designed well, you don't question it. It just seems right. No. It just naturally seems right
0: everything fits, everything does what it's supposed to do. It does what you think it's supposed to do. Yeah. And that's that. It does. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise you in a negative way. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And I think maybe it could be a dumb example, but I'm trying to think of an actual movie, but I know I've seen movies and you probably seen movies too, where it's like mm-hmm. you know, set in like a time period, maybe like, you know, decades ago. And then you see something right. in the movie that, wasn't a re- like invented then, yeah. Because that that level of detail by the director or whoever is doing it didn't really care or didn't notice it. And if you mm. notice that thing, it's that's it. You're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, like, like
0: the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. I was just thinking of that. The Starbucks <laughs> cup.
1: You you look at it and like, I mean, I didn't I didn't notice it the first time to be honest. No, me neither. I had to go back and look for it, but you notice things like that, and you're like, well. That doesn't make sense
0: and it yeah, kind of why, why does daenerys have starbucks
1: yeah it kind of ruins it i feel like some of those are just like bloopers or just like whatever
0: yeah can't do but much about
1: that. i feel i'm trying to think of an example but to prove this point but there's definitely movies out there where it's more of an obvious thing mm-hmm. where it doesn't fit and you're like well that just doesn't feel right because of it yeah uh, or it seems kind of whack
0: you know yeah, I can't name the name a movie off the top of my head that that does that, but I know I've seen them before. Right?
1: Yeah, like preferably, probably in like, bad movies,
0: movies mm-hmm. aren't great. Yeah,
1: but I think or just something
0: that looks really cheesy, like a cheesy blaster gun. You know, yeah, something that looks like it's just hacked together. Like some guy needed to get something done. It was the last minute, and they like spray painted a plastic water bottle and put it on the end of a pistol it's like boom it's a laser gun yeah
1: which actually that kind of reminds me that there's a movie it's a netflix original it's one of the first netflix original if not the first movies and it's called spectral you know i'm obsessed with this movie
0: oh yeah because i think the concept
1: of it i don't know if it's original if it was based on something but super cool the movie i i think is actually i think most reviews is pretty solid but i love it i think it's amazing Hmm. but the end there's like a scene where they're like Stuck in this bunker. It's their last resort. You know, they're trying to fight against this enemy. And they understand now what the enemy is made out of so they can destroy them. Attack and and kill them. they're, like, taking all these guns that they have, all the equipment they have, and they're, like, building these weapons that they need, right? And there's one shot where someone's, like, I think it's supposed to be... Like an electric screwdriver or a drill or some that type of tool that they're like attaching two right. to things together yeah. but it's actually like the actual prop is a glue gun just without the no glue way. in it just without the glue stick in it but it's a glue gun and they're like just and i know because it's like the regular glue gun that you just go out and buy and they're just like touching <laughs> it on this piece as if it's like i don't know you're doing something to the gun putting it together somehow. But I noticed I mean it, I think it looked like it's been painted and like weathered and stuff. But yeah. I knew I noticed it's a glue gun. I was like I, mean, I was like I just went to
0: the dollar store. I was
1: like it didn't obviously didn't ruin the movie about it, but I noticed it. I was like, oh come on. Like <laughs> some people I might see if some people might be like Yeah. Some people might be like, oh that they if they don't know what it is, they're like, oh, it looks like some high tech tool. <laughs> and I'm just like that's a fucking glue gun.
0: Huh? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm on uh moviemistakes.com. Oh, so people did notice it more than Yeah. They're oh it showed it in the preview. Come on, where did it go? I just you see what I it.
1: mean though, it's just a glue gun. Just without the yeah. glue stick
0: in it. When Klein is yeah. Klein a character, uh yeah is making the, the main character. The new weapons to defeat the thingies. At one point, he uses a white hot glue gun as an electric screw drill, even with added drill sound effects. Yeah. It's got to be a picture of this.
1: Yeah. So it's like, okay, interesting.
0: <laughs> That's no way. That's hilarious.
1: But I think there's, there's there's movies where design as in like prop design and, and model making. Mm-hmm is really, really cool. But I think there's other ones where it's just like, like visually or something like just the environment, whatever is designed really well.
0: Yeah. Totally um, agree.
1: And so I think it'd be cool to talk about movies that we think have really cool and good design mm.
0: in it. Mm. I mean, st- like the one that stands out to me right away, just based off the movies that I've watched recently and the type of movies that I enjoy is Arrival. Mhm. Um who I think that's the same guy who's directing the new Dune movie. I think yeah, we established um, this couple Dennis episodes ago. Vill-
1: Villeneuve
0: Villeneuve? Yeah. Villeneuve? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He it, sounds, it sounds extremely familiar. Also directed
1: um, the Blade Runner sequel.
0: Yeah, Blade Runner 2049? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was him. He or The Arrival movie? I remembered I remember distinctly. Because it was just so whack and so cool, and like the whole concept of it was cool. But the way that these aliens, creatures, beings, whatever they are, were designed—the point of communication—because that's based in the real world, right? Yeah. And you have aliens coming to Earth, but I think like the classic trope that you people would fall into when designing an alien for a movie or even an alien spaceship for a movie is you know big evil menacing dark very evil looking Mm -hmm. and just make it real ghastly you know Yep. like it looks like it's death coming down
1: i yeah i always think it's like a flying saucer it lands the door opens and they walk down the little ramp (laughs) yeah it's like but like with
0: it's that's that's that that's the classic trope right yeah that's what people would naturally fall into. But what I what I personally very enjoyed about this was it totally like flipped that. It was still like the spaceship was like a dark gray black color. Surely there's a reason for that out in space. Mm-hmm. Um, but like inside the spaceship it was just like simple, you know? It's like a rectangular corridor going up, which ends up going like falling down because of gravity or mm-hmm. something like that and then the interaction point that they have with these alien beings is through some giant clear pane of something you know and they're behind this other side encased in this mist so you can't really see them mm-hmm. but there's no like horns or lasers and or like mm-hmm. veins and stuff no Nothing that you would visually associate with something evil. It's just simple and clean. Yeah. Maybe Maybe clean isn't the right word, but like void yeah. of elements, right? And it's just there. And the fact that they speak or the way that they speak isn't linear, I think is how it ends up working. Yeah, the way like they conceive time is not linear. Yeah, which is totally trippy. It's a very trippy like, concept, yeah. But if the way that they experience time isn't linear, then what point would there be for like it almost like there wouldn't be a point for decoration because you're enjoying whatever that is in the moment, right. Mm-hmm. So it's like it wouldn't make sense just to have the wall be bare, you know, and just there's nothing there. And that like that stands out to me as while while the design of it is different and it stands out. It makes sense, you know, like the design of that ship and the creatures themselves and the mode of interaction that they have together and the way that they interact with the humans. Yeah. Makes sense. There's nothing about it that's like, well, oh, that looks like part of the alien movie or that looks like it's part of, say, Space Odyssey 2001, yeah. whatever it is. It looks as it should based off of those characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah and going off of that same director like same thing with blade runner oh big time. which is another one that jumps big out time. to me obviously because with sid mead obviously designing the being the designer for the original movie and having something to do i think with the new with or the sequel mm-hmm. um you know similar thing there where like it, it seems grounded for a, for a future yeah. thing like it's always interesting now because of movies like that seeing what people do with like dystopian futures and i I feel like a lot of things are based off of blade runner because of that because it was so yeah great
0: but um very
1: you know again the design of that right like everything seemed grounded
0: mm-hmm. it seems like yeah that's how it would be that's how it should look yeah that's how it's going to look you know
1: <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think movies that are like future movies that um do the same thing because hmm. that's that's always the challenge to make something grounding grounded right yeah like you're it trying to make realistic something unrealistic realistic mm-hmm. but not in a way that's like it's every day boring yeah. but that it feels like it could be real
0: feels achievable it feels achievable and like you could see yourself living in that type of a house or that type of Environment driving that type of car in say 20 30 years. Yeah, like one of the things yeah. that
1: jumps out to me one of, one of my all time all time favorite movies being Back to the Future Part Two. Yes, and it's full Big of time. so many little like gimmicky. Uh, it looks gimmicky now, like products yeah. and ideas. Right, like when he goes to the future and Marty's got like the jacket that um like after it rains and it gets wet, there's like a dry feature, and it like dries itself. And I like, wish. obviously the famous Nike Air Max, the shoes that lace yeah. themselves, um, you know, and I think, I think with the jacket too, I think it was like one size fits all, but you put it on, it like fits to you and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like and obviously snug. the hover cars and the flying cars and the way like, uh, I remember in it, there's like a movie theater or something that's like advertising like, like Jaws or something like a shark movie in like 3d but it's like it looks like it's like virtual reality and it's like coming out at you oh. and it's like interacting with you and it's like you see the same thing in like blade runner and like and um ghost in the shell with like the advertisements that are like holograms and interactive yeah um you know i feel
0: like we kind of have that though like
1: we're, we're definitely starting to get that yeah
0: yeah you remember the when the samsung galaxy ads first came out and it was like on youtube you'd get it and it's this astronaut looking out into space and then you move your phone around oh yeah, and yeah it, was and like it was like in a- in the world there yeah that was the first time that i remember yeah like those 360 that
1: videos that they have and you can like turn the camera yeah. and it like
0: turns with them yeah yeah, yeah. basically take that and now just amplify it
1: yeah so i mean that's one that jumps out to me for like grounded as well i think maybe even star wars yeah for some of the things i mean they go crazy with other things but yeah. like i feel like there's a lot with that i mean the originals a lot of the props and stuff feel grounded because they were based on real things yeah like all the blasters are based on like world war ii guns
0: and it makes it easy to visually identify yeah. that too which
1: made sense for right. like actually making the props
0: yeah especially when you have to make dozens but they
1: look kind of realistic you compare that to like star trek star trek like the phaser looks like like a doesn't look like anything that we know
0: looks like a toy yeah um which is the tricky part that's what makes it harder to harder to base in our version of reality you know yeah
1: especially now with how our level expectation for like movies
0: yeah, right. we've got high standards we got, as a society. We
1: got high standards.
0: They <laughs> really high standards.
1: Really, really high standards. Um, I think an, another, I say another two movies mm-hmm. that we like we have. We're like kind of lead designer is the same dude, Dan, Daniel yeah. Simon.
0: Daniel Simon, one of my favorites. He. What's the What's the book that he has? He has a book. Out, uh, doesn't he?
1: Cosmic Motors. What? Well, that's one of Cosmic the books. Motors. I think he has multiple. <laughs>
0: probably
1: um, went to art center industrial designer super super cool guy super talented um he was lead designer for tron legacy the tron sequel um okay. and oblivion and i'm sure he's done more but i'm um, i don't know um but oblivion with tom cruise and morgan freeman and both those movies like i feel like there's less like there's to me the design feels less about making something grounded Mm -hmm. maybe oblivion a
0: little bit because it's like future again it's like future earth oblivion pushes it a bit i remember watching that thinking it's cool but i have a hard time picturing myself in that right
1: see the thing with those movies uh, to me it was less about making it feel grounded but just the actual design of things Mm. just felt nice like to me oblivion like the house that they live in yeah and like the little ship that he has and everything just felt like even the guns too
0: felt everything works everything works well together it, like the ecosystem that they have in yeah. that movie works well the
1: one thing i liked was because like it all looked like it was designed by the same person like as if in the movie it was mm-hmm. designed by the same company
0: yeah and some whatever whatever futuristic guys like we're going to build these houses in the clouds and we're going to put ships with them. And this is a weapon. If you need protection, well, I
1: guess it would have been the AI in oblivion, right? That designed everything, built everything for him. Yeah, probably. So it all looks like the same. And then Tron, which is a game, it looked, Mm -hmm. all looks like it was designed by the same dude, which it was in the story. So, um, there's just the design of things to me that like, like, like in Tron, especially, yeah. the house that is like dad lives in
0: i'm trying to remember it but i think i think i can picture is it. Is yeah.
1: like one of those like movie homes or something in a movie that's stuck with me the most mm. is the, my love for that house yeah it's like floor it's like a if you're looking at it from a oh, s- this from one. a yeah, side yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a c shape yeah which is yeah. all like led like white like panels cool glowing panels and and then the sides are just like the bare rock that's been like carved into the mountain and it's like this black geometric rock yeah and then there's the outside yeah and i fucking love that like design of it to me is just so clean um obviously fits within the world which is the idea it's got to fit within that universe Mm -hmm. but just even from like just a, like a design I think opinion like just how well it well designed it is how good it looks yeah I think it just oh man
0: that it's love it It fits the whole vibe of that kind of a movie right yeah and I wonder like how how you start with that because the way that I can picture them or picture that kind of a process starting is they have like say say a movie style guide or a movie Um, story guide in a way like they obviously they know where the movie's going to go right they have a script yeah and i wonder if there's say a library of stuff or ideas and design points that they have to they have to try and touch on yeah so each set that they're designing each element to the story that they're designing has to follow that
1: yeah i think it'd be like a trana i imagine would have been pretty hard because mm -hmm. like where's blade runner when you're doing the sequel, you have a lot of design language to go off of from the original. Yeah. Right. Because of Sid Mead, you got a lot to go off of, but you've got a lot of expectation to live up to that same level.
0: Yeah. From a fan and cult point of view, not a cult point of view, but a culture point of view. There's a lot to live up to, but also if you mess up and your design doesn't fit or something's off, it's gonna stick out like a sore thumb immediately. Yeah, and you don't want in to look ba- like a, in a bad you don't want way. to
1: look like a rip off of the original movie.
0: No, a sequel ultimately shouldn't, in my opinion, anyway. A sequel shouldn't look like a sequel. It should just look like a like just a continuation. Yeah, of the same story. And
1: you know? whereas Tron, the between the original and the sequel, big big difference. Huge difference. Visual quality obviously is a big difference, but for the original i feel like it's not much to go off of the 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 main thing was like okay lights
0: yeah lights right? on
1: bike it's like black with lights with led strips
0: yeah that's, that's like, literally the entire movie. that's the big like and straight lines
1: only design yeah like the only kind of and again they had that very like geometric stuff in the original because back then they didn't have cgi
0: Yeah. so the
1: things like the programs they were using had to be pretty much things had to be like boxy like that yeah but the only thing to go off of yeah it was like black with LED strips so it was kind of the only design language that you could use Mm -hmm. but then also it gives you a lot more freedom a Um, lot yeah but I think going off of that like Tron like the look of it Mm -hmm. is think i think mean, mean, they nailed it with that kind of it's just led lights it's like let's put led lights on everything and
0: i like led yeah. so that becomes your design theme right yeah or your motif <laughs> whereas the brief would be like design or like what would a coliseum in the tron world look like yeah what would a what do they call the bikes is a light bike yeah light bike yeah yeah what does a light bike look like in the Tron environment? And that's obviously directed primarily by Sid Mead, right? I would think.
1: Um, does Sid Mead do Tron, the original? Maybe.
0: Maybe. I'm going to look that up now. Oh, maybe he didn't. No, Sid Mead, did, um, Sid Mead did Blade Runner. I think I'm getting confused now. Yeah. Let me see.
1: I mean, they're the same. I think, I think they came out the same year yeah 1982 he might have but i don't know
0: let's see he has i mean i wonder if Sid Mead's style would have inspired stuff for tron you know yeah he did he did work on tron yeah he did he designed the light cycle
1: <laughs> okay that makes sense yeah that makes sense
0: wow yeah, there's like old blog posts from him and like old sketches. Oh man, like some of the stuff here is insane. Yeah. Google Sid Mead and just go to his website and just look through it all. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna have to spend some hours doing that.
0: Look through everything.
1: I want like some prints of his sketches or something like that. If they do that,
0: dude, that would be good. that would be awesome.
1: But yeah, like I that, wonder That makes sense because the light cycle I think is one of the best design parts of the movie.
0: Yeah, he did. um oh, He's done a lot, man. He's done yeah. so much stuff. Yeah, Blade Runner 2019.
1: Yeah, the original was set in 2019. No way. Yeah, so yeah, that's why it was cool to have like, you know, 1982's interpretation of 2019. Then you had Back to the Future's interpretation of 2015,
0: right? Yeah very different back to future t back to
1: future 2 was like for the most part fine and
0: happy we live a pretty good life in 2015
1: we got hoverboards flying cars self-tying shoes and then like blade runner 2019 it's like yeah this place
0: sucks now we're all screwed yeah yeah the unless you
1: live not on earth
0: this is true because in that universe people
1: i think all the rich have moved off
0: of earth or a lot of them yeah i think they live on some i can't remember if it's like a mechanically produced planet or like yeah a mechanically produced thing because
1: that's what the androids were designed for
0: for workers yeah similar idea Uh, i guess to oblivion too right everyone's living on this spaceship and
1: well that's what they say but that's not true it's not true That's what they're told though, By spoiler, the by the spoiler, AI Spoiler yeah. alert Yeah It's been out for a
0: while That's okay That's not Yeah If they haven't seen it by now It's their own fault Which I didn't see it for
1: a long time Because it was just never I just never I, I, I
0: didn't either The only time I watched it Was when I was with you Yeah
1: I don't know what it was about And then it was on Amazon Prime I was like Oh I gotta watch this I was like I Check it out I was expecting like, Yeah it looks fine and Then as soon as I As soon as it opened up I was like This looks like Daniel Simon's work Yeah and then I
0: looked up and it was. I was like, ah, I fucking knew it's very it. Very evocative of his style. His style's very. How would you, how would you describe his style? Yeah, though? that's what I was that's, thinking. It's like. Because is that designing? Is that talking about the style of him, or is that the movie? I feel like
1: they definitely right, let the movie- him put a lot of his style into it without saying like, "No, we don't want your style. We just want like your kind of design." design I think way. at least I think they gave him a lot of free reign on it, which is cool. Um. Yeah, how would I describe Daniel
0: Simon? Um, I would say because, like, off of that, I wonder if the design of the movie takes on like a primary aesthetic of the designer itself, and then the designer itself is almost like dictating how that movie ends up looking. I feel like with certain movies,
1: yes, because with Tron and and Oblivion, hundred percent, it's so Daniel Simon. Like when you look at like my book that I have of his cosmic motors and you look at the the style like the his designs like the 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 details he has in it and the surfacing like they're very curvy Mm. um and like and simple okay like Mm. like when you look at tron I i feel like most of the detail is made with the lights
0: yeah the actual true. like
1: body panels of the vehicles and even when you look at like the house in tron and like the in the interiors and even exterior buildings the panels are mm-hmm. large with just like right part lines as like kind of details yeah
0: it's there's not a lot of visual complexity no
1: to and i feel like that's definitely his style it's more in like form mm-hmm. and less about interesting less about and he doesn't even use graphics really either
0: No, they're all pretty It's
1: more, I would would say he's very focused on form. Hmm. Interesting. Um,
0: Like a a a form-oriented, whereas that would, is that to say then that Sid Mead or someone like that is not form-focused or just less so? I would say
1: form-focused, but in a different way, like in a different, it's funny because I would say when you look at a lot of Sid Mead's paintings and mm-hmm. sketches and the ones i'm thinking about like the really futuristic like when it looks like it looks like a rich person's futuristic party
0: or yeah. something like
1: that like those paintings yeah they they remind me like i feel like that's what daniel simon was inspired by for his work because I, oh. I believe because at daniel simon i went to art center and i don't know if Sidney taught didn't he teach an art center here and there a little bit
0: like on or had off, something to was... do with it right like you would pretty sure
1: and i feel like he was definitely taught by him at some point because
0: Hmm. dennis
1: simon's work is like what ideally you want the future to look like and then sid Mead, his actual like work in like blade runner and stuff was like what like a bad and like a
0: pessimistic view of the of the future like a more realistic view sid Mead was definitely a pessimist for sure and probably a super nice guy but definitely a pessimist
1: yeah and Daniel Simon stuff, I feel is like very optimistic and very clean design. It's very like, it's very like Apple kind of.
0: Yeah, I was thinking. Utopian. That. Like, I was wondering whether or not to say it.
1: Yeah, very like utopian, optimistic, um,
0: pristine, pristine,
1: for sure. Um, yeah, that's how I probably uh, hmm. describe it. Do you have another movie that you think? something hmm. with the design
0: I mean a pretty simple not simple but an easy one to identify is the Martian yeah which I think who did that Ridley Scott Ridley, Ridley Scott, Scott did, that. did that yeah Yeah. and that's a that's an interesting one because I, work, I
1: wonder who worked on like the design for that I don't know because I know Even Ridley Scott out. the type of director he is I know he cares he has like a, a hand in like the design and stuff and the look of things because yeah, well, he's big Ridley into really
0: scott did he did alien
1: right yeah and he's really big into that stuff so i know you probably had um you probably worked closely with it but i wonder who did the design for the martian because yeah the martian's it. really cool because it's like very grounded yeah because a lot of it is based on like nasa tech now and mm-hmm. like nasa spacesuits and vehicles and rockets space station kind of vibe and
0: that's the important thing like it has to look something like that you can't really fake a design in a way you can't make it purely form oriented it has to be practical you know like the stuff in there needs it all needs to serve a purpose
1: yeah because like i mean ultimately nasa like it's it's function right it's function 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 um cutting edge function if you will like it's got to be you know that's the main idea um and i think if 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 they design like a you know a spacesuit or a ship or something and put it in the martian that looked like really like form um like in oblivion they took the ship from oblivion and put that in martian you'd be like that's not something nasa would do
0: yeah but then when you it looks it right? looks out of place yeah
1: but when you look at the martian like i mean the rockets are the rockets that are pretty much actually what based on and like the rover thing and everything and but you look at like yeah. the truck he drives and like yeah. the little like their little um, research facility and everything like that you look at it and you're like mm-hmm. well yeah that looks legit that looks like it could be in the next five five years we're on mars you know it makes yeah, sense
0: that it seems like okay that's what um That's what NASA would do if they had to, right? So I found the guy, his name's Arthur Max. He is the uh, production designer for The Martian. And apparently him and Ridley Scott have worked together a lot in the past, on past movies, I guess. Mm. And there's a quote from him about The Martian movie. And he says, it was quite a complicated project. Not as complicated as going to Mars, but almost... So this hmm. guy, and uh, it looks like he was involved with. I mean, they did design the rover. They designed the rover for it. They designed yeah. the hab, which is like the they're like base, yeah, their base living place. Yeah. Um, but it's all like it's all designed around function, you know? Like it's a system. Yeah, everything has to work together, exactly. so it almost becomes like a system design. Like, okay, there's power where does the power come from the solar panels so how are the solar panels going to tilt back and forth how are the solar panels going to stand up that needs to be designed right yeah i feel like that would have been
1: a lot more like realistic that's why it'd be so difficult because you're actually like making as if like you were designing to be real
0: it's almost like engineering and designing at the same time yeah as opposed to like where that's it's like a sci-fi movie that is based (laughs) almost a hundred percent on science you know yeah and like you look at the interior of the the spaceship that his friends are in when they're up in space and like the the centrifugal ring centrifugal or centripetal or centrifugal i don't know one of them one of the them? big ring the big yeah, ring. That goes spins around, to make artificial you know? gravity yeah that's obvious that's designed too right like there's so much there's so much in it, and that that's one that stands out to me right away. And again, going back to the orange, white, and grey color palette yeah. fits very well apparently on Mars. Kinda makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um But then to see the design of the vehicle of the the rover, that big thing with the the cab at the front and then the six wheels and it kinda the body kind of articulates i think as it goes yeah forward. for
1: like bumps and stuff like that
0: designing that sure like you said they could have gone with something super sculptural or super abstract but watching the movie you would have noticed right away that doesn't fit
1: yeah you know, like even it though, jump it's, out even though you.
0: it's on mars even if it's set however far in the future yeah it jumps out yeah you immediately notice that Something about this is just too far-fetched for me to believe this. Yeah. You know?
1: Like, even if it looks cool, you can still be like, well, that doesn't really... It looks cool, it doesn't really make sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at Avatar, right? Look yeah. at the helicopters and the, and the ships they use in Avatar. <laughs> yeah, they're designed-ish, but you identify that as a helicopter. Yeah. Right? It's not some weird sci-fi, even almost like the stuff in Daniel Simon's movies. That's like pushing the edge of yeah. identifiable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's very, very futuristic stuff. But you look at, say, you look at the stuff in Avatar um, and The Martian, and it's all based off stuff that we have around us or can see around us. You know? It's easy, easy stuff to identify, easy stuff to pick up on. And in that, I almost killed the microphone there, in that you relate visually and emotionally you know yeah so it's like if you've ridden an atv before or driven in a jeep or been in an airplane or seen an airplane or seen a helicopter fly you know how all that stuff works so you can immediately identify that in the movie you you understand it right away i think
1: maybe avatar yeah i think that um the design of the human stuff I wonder if mm-hmm. it was on purpose, like because obviously it's military based. Yeah, I wonder if like that's on it, it's it, it's so like it doesn't look designed. it Looks very military, uh, military, mm-hmm. military, um, to make con- to make a contrast between that and the Navi. Probably right, because I, I would, would almost say, argue that I would I would say that's like similar to um, like Alien. Yeah. like the styles is like when i or at least when i see like prometheus mm-hmm. the ship they're in is like super like weathered and like dirty it doesn't look like some high tech yeah like it's high tech but it doesn't read as like a super fancy like almost a like pristine. star trek like the uss enterprise it doesn't read like that it reads like more you know it reminds me of it, it reads more like love death and robots beyond a Rift, right after that ship it's a working yeah. ship
0: right yeah and it's been through stuff there's
1: a big contrast between that and the aesthetic of xenomorph and the aliens mm-hmm. big time. same thing with avatar there's very grounded very realistic military very industrial dirty mm-hmm. and then there's yeah. which maybe that's again enforcing that emotion of like making the people look like evil They're the bad guys, right? So they bake something industrial-looking and dirty and gross, and then they have the Navi, which is natural and clean and bright. Yeah, they're invading
0: this pure landscape that's just got wild marvels of nature. Which
1: that touches on, I think, another power of design in movies, which is like telling the story, right, of like the emotion. Yeah. Convincing who's a bad... You look at Star Wars. Look at the difference between... bad guys and good guys like just the design look i mean yeah you got a red lightsaber versus a blue lightsaber but if you look at the lightsaber handles you can tell which one is by which one's a jedi and which one is a sith yeah just by the design of it right you look at the ships Mm -hmm. you you can tell the difference between a tie fighter and x-wing if you somehow found someone on the planet that never seen stars before
0: yeah, and put the two showed the, and said
1: which one's the good guy and which one's the bad guy like it's a they, pretty good chance they're going to be able to tell you right or if you yeah. showed like the death star and you're like is this like a good guy or a bad guy thing
0: they're like nah mm, I'm right? thinking it's the good guys it's like no you're very wrong yeah
1: like it's a big uh, it might seem obvious be like oh it's easy to make someone look like the bad guy and someone look like a good guy but yeah. There's thought that goes into it, right? And then again, the deeper mm-hmm. you go into it, the more, the better I think it's going to read.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's that's an interesting point. Like the, to use the black and white analogy behind it, like black, and like you look at Lord of the Rings, all yeah. like the orcs are dressed in like really dark colors and they all look gross, and then the heroes are all dressed in white and they all look really nice. Yeah, you know, that's easy Gandalf, to identify. Bright
1: white, all the elves. Like I feel like whenever they show the elves that that the color grading on the movie is like white and like super yeah, bright.
0: Just, just glow, make the people yeah, glow. And then
1: you look at the orcs and it's like let's let's make everything as dark as possible.
0: Yeah. Right. And it sticks out and then, but it makes it easy to identify.
1: Again, yeah. it seems like an easy thing. How do you make the difference between something a bad guy would use and something a good guy would use? But like you take a sword from an orc and and put it against, like, Aragon's sword.
0: Mm-hmm. You could tell Pretty which one's a good guy
1: and which one's a bad guy's sword. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean?
0: It makes it easy to understand. Yeah, absolutely. It helps
1: enforce the idea, I think.
0: Yeah. You know? But I've got, like, a bit of a sticking point with it where it's it becomes predictable in a way. Like, when you watch a science fiction or a fantasy movie, you can... Identify pretty quickly that the gross looking guys or the guys that don't look perfect per se are the bad guys right and then the guys who are handsome or the guys and girls who are all handsome and pretty and beautiful and have this clean these clean clothes clean armor clean swords whatever are the good guys but what i enjoy seeing and i mean game of thrones does this really well um other movies what's another movie that does it it'll come to me but it's more not it's less black and white and it's more gray Mm -hmm. where the evil and the good are harder to identify but that's done intentionally to support say the complexity of the story or the the intensity of the movie right where you don't know who's good or bad exactly you know and how much of that is design probably a pretty decent amount like you look at blade runner yeah without a preconceived like without a preconceived notion of the movie <laughs> say stack up all the characters next to each other it may be harder to identify yeah the good or the bad you know
1: well i mean if you i mean basically if you showed them a picture of so she the original like yeah. harrison ford in his like trench coat with with mm-hmm. his gun and he put him beside um what's his name the what the main bad guy the main oh, antagonist um, i wouldn't even call him a bad guy the main antagonist android with the white hair I'm, I'm i can't remember his right name now. now but you, you put him London. beside each other and you can't really tell who's Unless you know, or unless you're going off of, well, Harrison Ford's a good looking dude, and this other guy's got weird white hair and creepy eyes.
0: Uh, let's see, original movie. This is what we want. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the guy's name.
0: Rutger Hauer? Uh, Maybe? He's got a bad guy's name. He, um, Roy Batty. Or Gaff? I don't know, there's a lot of names that I just don't remember. Yeah. Leon Kowalski.
1: Yeah, it's not Leon. Yeah. Leon's the one they there's interrogate, Ray.
0: I think. At the beginning. Yeah, I can't I can't even remember. Can't even tell. I remember Harrison Ford and um Sean Young who plays Rachel. That's all I remember. But yeah, you were saying like it's and, that, and like that, that's what I like. Or the, no one cares what you like. But yeah. that's what's an enjoyable thing to see in a movie. I mean, I guess it makes you think a bit more. It's like who is the good guy versus who is the bad guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And designing it, not designing it intentionally so that it's harder to identify, but if it supports the story, then go for it. Whereas Lord of the Rings, if everyone looked pretty similar and you had to think about it, different story a lot harder to identify right yeah but for something like blade runner where the whole world is pretty messed up in the first place you know and it's like the 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 struggles of people and their different social circles and that type of politics using design to enforce that you know Mm -hmm. like uh what's his name harrison ford may have had access to more grungy or more um, more bespoke looking weapons than some of his enemies, maybe because his enemies had more money. Yeah. you know they could have accessed higher quality higher quality weapons or machinery that in turn has say a bit more of a premium or an expensive aesthetic to it. And how do you convey that in design? that's yeah. tough but at the same time it's also something that harrison ford could go out and buy for himself if he had that amount of money at that point in time in the movie if that was a plot point or a plot line you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: what other movies apart from apart from blade runner tron i
1: think anything the that- contrast one thing when i think of when it comes of the contrast is um elysium
0: that's with, uh, what's his face? Matt Damon. Matty Matt. Matt Damon.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i the director of that, Neil Blomkamp, South African guy. South African. One of my favorite directors, maybe second place, maybe tied with Christopher Nolan for first. Oh, wow. I
0: love- What other movies has he done? So
1: he did District 9, Chappie,
0: Elysium. Oh, okay, this guy.
1: That guy. Yeah. Got his own style. A very- Very, um, very distinct. Hyper realism, I would call it fitting because i think other people have said hyper realism where it's like it's obviously it's very grounded very realistic but just like pushed even like over the top you know like yeah like it's it's like really raw and gritty and like
0: hmm.
1: exaggerated
0: okay exaggerated. um like la on steroids yeah
1: like when you yeah. i mean first of all his like his team that does all of their um cgi work and everything holy shit they are insane because they're like <laughs> gnarly. it's gnarly like when you see elysium you see like robots and like how real they look and you're like jesus or even Chappie, right like how yeah. it's literally like a moving robot that like moves and emotes like a human
0: there there's a perfect example right there Chappie. yeah how do how you des- design yeah
1: i mean how do you yeah how do you design a robot
0: how can you give a robot That's another emotions?
1: episode right there how do you design a robot
0: man, man dive so deep into that but robots the thing, are the future hell they're yeah they're gonna take over the world
1: but especially especially with our now our run-in with drones um yes Yeah, you know, we're done for but when it comes to elysium the whole contrast um have you seen elysium
0: yeah i think we watched we watched we it together watched you right? made me watch you it. have
1: like earth which is like looks awful it looks like it looks like a third world country.
0: Yeah, like a dump.
1: Like a dump, and then all the rich people have gone to live on the space station Elysium, which looks like that. again something Daniel Simon would come up with, or that Sid, yeah. Me- Sid Mead would come up with. Very much. Very so. like utopian.
0: So is right. then that mimicking
1: their style? Do you think it might be? It honestly might you know? be. Maybe Sid Mead stuff because um, mm-hmm. like when i think of elysium and i see like some uh, shots with like rich people and they have like they're having you know on their mansion everything's green and they have the pool and they're all having drinks and that reminds me of like one of sid mead's paintings you know yeah so yeah there's that but again that movie like that's where you know the design of things you look at um the people on elysium or the Uh, even like you see the ship that takes the the one character who like owns the business where they make the droids they make the robots on earth yeah um when he's flying back to elysium and then they shoot him down
0: okay yeah that ship which is actually a
1: bugatti branded like spaceship thing that's flying car
0: branded but you
1: look at it and you're like well that obviously it doesn't look like that was from here right like from Mm -hmm. earth like it looks super nice and you can tell where it's from it's from elysium
0: you know everything fits that ecosystem and
1: like his his robots look like they're all gold plated and they look like super clean right yeah and then you look at like or even at the end when they break into elysium and like the guns they have in the armory over there look like Mm -hmm. futuristic and clean and like the the peak of like military technology and on earth the stuff they have looks like kind of cobbled together modified existing stuff they found
0: yeah kind of like they've had to patch stuff together yeah, because it's all they have
1: exactly right and it's like again it might be easy to give that vibe of like well, how do you look make something look poor but it's still the effort that goes into making that distinction right
0: mm-hmm. yeah because you can't just whack parts together and expect it to be believable.
1: No. Right. Uh, no. Especially I mean, maybe a lot of people might not notice it and get away with it. But yeah. there's gonna be people like if you're into design or in, into things like that and you look at it and you're like, Well, no, no. That's a yeah. glue gun. If
0: you're a design critic watching movies, you're gonna you're gonna pick up on that. <laughs> that's a glue
1: gun. Or that, you know, it's like um I'm trying to think something in, in, in Elysium like everything to me like again because that's a style like everything to me is pretty well designed like the robots mm-hmm. make sense the guns make sense
0: that's the thing everything makes sense yeah and it, it looks you
1: know? like like there's one gun that Matt Damon uses and one after they shoot that thing down that, that flying car down and they're attacking on the robot's hands like it looks like an AK-47 that's got like some like attachment like some sight with something on the barrel and like it's it's obviously it looks like it's been you know they have pieces of different things they put together Mm -hmm. i'm not an expert on guns but i have a decent idea of i know how they work pretty like decent idea how they work you know more than i do and and things like that but i look at it like well nothing jumps out as wrong that Mm -hmm. looks like they've put something together you know if they would have put like a I don't know, like used a glue gun or something and put like a sight on it and you're like, well, something doesn't really look right here. It looks incorrect. Something Like even, they have one gun in it. I don't don't even know Mm. if I'd call it a gun. A weapon. When when they're hijacking that car to get that guy, they're Mm. getting information from his head. To get him out of it because it's locked. They have this like giant cannon looking thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess it uses a laser to, like, burn a hole into something.
0: Oh, Jesus. So they burn
1: the shape of the door out. But when he pulls it out, he's, like, cycling through different shapes that have in the gun. So it's, like, a triangle, a square. And then it goes to circle. And then he like, clicks on it, kind of thing. And then it, like, and it, like, instantly, like, draws, like, a circle and, like, burns it. Like, cuts oh, wow. it with a laser. And then it calls down. Then they, it's, like, they get to the guy. But, like,
0: obviously super futuristic but it looks real (laughs) and you're like, well, It's, it's that like practical resourcefulness. Yeah. That someone, someone of poorer standards and limited means would need to have, like, they don't need a fancy thing. They need something to get the job done and then do steal whatever it is they have to steal because they're in a rush and they need to get back to their spaceship that may not be able to take them away. Right. Yeah. I like that that's cool it's
1: oh, those movies man are super super cool
0: it'd be really cool to go back and watch them with the designer's mindset you know like and actively think about it because you can like, you can obviously you pick up on stuff as you watch it yeah but to be completely fully aware of it well i think that's you know where we deeply we would have it.
1: a little more of appreciation too because like if, like, if someone didn't know, like, recently I was watching Adam Savage's, like, some Q&A videos on Tested.
0: Oh, yeah. And... I've been meaning to watch those.
1: They're I think they're amazing. Listening to him just talk about his experiences and his knowledge and stuff like that is super cool. And there's hmm. been a, there a few of them where people ask him about Star Wars questions, because he worked oh, yeah. as, he like, Star a model Wars. maker on the prequels on episode oh, okay. one, two, three, which um came out like i think the first one was 2000 was it 99 or 2000 something like that um wow. like it, early 2000s our, our lifetime our oh lifetime. Yeah, yeah i remember watching like at low, and when he's talking about like oh yeah you know that spaceship or that giant building the movie is actually a model mm. because it would have been cheaper than trying to cgi it and it would have looked better than cjing at the time much better you know someone would you know someone maybe have no idea about that process about model making or anything could look at it and just be like well it looks real it was just you know cgi or whatever or if you told them maybe it was a model you're like oh, okay cool whatever but like when mm-hmm. you're gone through design and you had to do model making and yeah. you know what goes into it and you're like man like holy shit that's a lot of work right for like two seconds on screen like that's yeah you understand it more or like like we've been saying you know you're you, imagine you're the one tasked with like you know you're you're the orc designer team you're working mm-hmm. on the orcs and yeah you know the the, the lead designer ever comes to you you're like this is the the good guy mm-hmm. team and this is the design for aragon sword kind of thing this is what we're doing you know this is what the good guys look like and it's like you're tasked with the orcs you got to make them look as evil as dark as dirty as gritty as, as opposite to this as possible yeah. but it has to fit within the universe so you can't make a a lightsaber or you can't give them a gun you know it's yeah medieval it's times based right, right? Yeah. it's that if it was real it'd be that era right like it's
0: mm-hmm. that would make it would make
1: sense sword shields bows and arrows type thing People might be like, oh, it's easy. You just make something look like jagged and gnarly yeah, looking, right? rusty. It's, it's easy. It's it. easy to make something bad. I could do that. But if you're the one tasked to design it, it's easy because you've already seen the movie.
0: Yeah. Right? Try not seeing the movie.
1: Yeah. If you were like, you know, asking someone, you design an orc sword, they'll draw you a sword from the movie. It's like, no, mm-hmm. des- no, draw one that looks like something the orcs would have, but isn't from a movie
0: yeah draw a new and, or a and weapon. and
1: then people are like oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. i guess that is right difficult. and that's where you know it seems easy to make something just look bad like a bad guy or a good guy thing but
0: mm-hmm.
1: being the first to do it when you don't have the inspiration or you don't have the, something that exists already you're doing it the first time that's difficult and then i think with us coming from a design background if you're into design art prop making model making even CGI, anything with, to do with movies like that, the creative side of it, yeah. like would any same, actually, if you're like into cinematography, you know, even yeah. I might look at, I mean, I've, I'm starting to get more appreciation for it and more, slightly more knowledge behind it now, but I'm, you know, I, or a lot of others might look at a certain shot and be like, whatever, it's just a cool looking shot. And then the cinematographer mm. might be like, you know how fucking hard that was? <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Because, do you know how many takes we did for that?
1: That's, that's the thing, right? Like, it's not easy but that would be interesting and like if we went back Mm -hmm. or if you went back with that knowledge watched a movie and you understand like oh my god the work that would have gone into coming up with that you know i think that's super super cool
0: yeah it's a lot more than what you see on the screen yeah and like going back to this whole orc thing you got to think too like what what does an orc have access to yeah if it was going to make these weapons
1: you got to put yourself in it that the, yeah mindset you know you don't you're not um you're not the elves or something you don't have access to a magical forge yeah. you've got like the most rudimentary tools and equipment yeah run by you know the ultimate bad guy who doesn't care about you you're just a part of the army
0: you're just a slave that's all you you're are you're
1: not getting any special treatment or tools or what like you did what what are you building that's yeah. what you're getting your,
0: your helmet doesn't fit oh well that yeah sucks. that's why like
1: the orc armor just looks like <laughs> it looks like it's like you gave someone a bunch of pieces of metal and a welder and you're like here make something
0: yeah and <laughs> right like make what is like, i don't know just make something
1: yeah it looks like something built by people that don't know really a whole much of what they're doing mm-hmm made it quickly made it to just do one job decently well like it's just it's it's rough it's dirty right
0: yeah they're not an intelligent race and that shows yeah in how the props and how the weapons and accessories for them was designed you know if it all the stuff looked like super technical even still emoting that evil vibe yeah but if it looked like technically produced it would still look wrong
1: yeah because i think people would be like oh you know i wouldn't notice that but if, if you had an orc weapon that was like had engravings on the blade mm-hmm. one small little detail you would eventually be like wait a minute like how how like, who's doing that like why the orcs are like running there with like just screaming and they're stupid as hell like like <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna do that and No, the whole idea is like, well, it's just an army. They don't, no one cares about the individual orcs. So like, why would one Mm -hmm. of them be running around with an engraved weapon that would take time? Yeah. no, it wouldn't make sense. That's not how this works. You know? Not how it works. They're just chimps. I think that's where they're just, they're just slaves. Yeah. I think that's where the importance comes in, you know?
0: Yeah. Which is like then to say you give the elves these, the elves are an intelligent race. They're sophisticated, you know, they got brains. They're immortal. Immortal? Hand them a sword. They're going to give you back the most beautiful looking sword you've ever seen yeah. in your life.
1: Yeah, exactly. It fits with the story. It helps tell the story. It makes sense. It fits in the universe. Like it, it It might seem easy to people, but that would be so hard to do the first time. Again, because yeah. of how influential Lord of the Rings is to a lot of other movies. Like, yeah. big time. Now, I feel like if you were tasked with designing weapons and armor for elves... On mm-hmm. your inspiration board, you'd probably have something from Lord of the Rings.
0: Oh, absolutely. Right? Or, like, you Why? might even... Because it was done well and
1: successfully. I, and I'm sure there's other movies out there that had, like, a similar orc-type enemy.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: were, like, the people making the movie were like, think of the orcs. And you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, I see what you mean. But yeah. if you're the first people to do that, <laughs> like...
0: Very difficult.
1: That's where the challenge challenge comes in, you know?
0: Yeah. It's like... When someone says, design a car, you know? Yeah. Okay, that's that's easy. I can design a car. I know what a car looks like. But your car is always based off of stuff that you've seen. And it's always a replication or an imitation of your favorite car, car that you saw on the street (laughs) yesterday, maybe even the car that you own. Mm -hmm. It's not something totally new. Whereas to do something new, and to do something like, say, with Avatar, where no one's ever seen something like that before. Okay, what does what does this, um, the Na'vi, that's their name? Yep. What does the Na'vi stuff look like?
1: I think so, right? You're you know, more Avatar like... expert than me anyways. But Yeah, it's it not, is. Yeah, okay. I'm
0: pretty sure it is. I'm like uh, 99% yeah, um, positive. Yeah. What does their stuff look like? Maybe you can get away with that because it's like a tribe of, Aboriginal people to that planet, you know, they're the only things that have ever been there. Mm -hmm. They're as native as it gets and all their stuff is built around nature and connectedness and the environment that they live in. And that seems fine. Like that's easy enough to understand because they look so alien, you know, you can't judge that. But then to come in with, Jake Sully and all the military people and the humans that stuff while it can look science fiction it has to be grounded yeah oh bad hiccup there it has to be grounded in that practic- like the practical sense oh man i'm dying <laughs> the design of everything has to support the technology the future aspect of it but also function like you remember those big tube bath things that these guys were stuck in or that the avatar synthetic bodies would grow in
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: like that all makes sense and they've got an umbilical cord when they're in there of course because that makes sense that's how they're Mm -hmm. transferring dna and all that you know everything i mean there's surely there's some parts about it where you kind of just gloss over and don't even realize but for the most part, I feel like that's all well grounded stuff, and I forget how I got on this tangent in the first place. Um, can't, well, we're I talking can't about remember. good
1: evil, bad guys, good guys,
0: yeah, yeah, we're signing but, for that. Like, I feel like you could look at it both ways. Like, it's obviously very obvious that the humans are the invaders here, mm-hmm. and then that's changed, or they've changed the landscape because they're there for money, they're there for the nonobtainium thing, which is kind of ironic in and of itself the yeah, name of it yeah, the name. I like that subtle, very subtle but then like to say that the human beings are evil is almost overstepping it, because I mean, they're, there, they're just there for one purpose. They just want to take their stuff. They want to go. Just so happens these, the Na'vi people are quote-unquote in the way. Which obviously isn't their problem. They were there first. And like, I would almost argue to say that that's a bit more of a gray area relationship between good and bad. It's the individuals yeah. that make it, that make it evil. But If you were just to put the two side by side, I don't know. I mean, you you look at some of the animals in on Pandora. It's like that's evil looking as it gets. Like the Thanator, that six legged
1: lion creature is so sick.
0: Yeah, like but you look at that without knowing the backstory, you say, "Oh, these people definitely ride this thing into battle and like rip apart humans," which they do. But that's only because the humans were like, no, we're going to mess with your land. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's a good way of... Take the Thanator, for example, and then you have that big rhino thing with the feathers on its head. Yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an example there of design with a more, like, say, elephant or a rhino-type creature, which typically docile, but when it feels threatened it can get aggressive and everyone knows what an elephant looks like and how an elephant behaves. And then you take thanator, which is like a lion or a leopard or a jaguar. I've always, I always saw
1: it as like a black Panther.
0: Yeah, thing, definitely.
1: Right. where it's like stealthy. Rest
0: yeah. Rest yeah. Real gnarly, gnarly creature. I've been saying gnarly a lot recently. I think it's gnarly. a new word. Oh yeah. New word. I'm catching on to, um, but even like there's there's design elements there too. Yeah. Where you're identifying a predator. between a predator and prey. Yeah. Like or like a carnivore versus herbivore. Yeah. You know.
1: Exactly. That's
0: not something that would be inherently obvious to say the average movie watcher. Say, oh, they well, you 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 don't even question that the Thanator is a carnivore or that it eats meat.
1: No, you look at it automatically. the muscle, yeah.
0: It's like, yeah, this thing kills other animals yeah. without a doubt. You know, hundred yeah. percent. And then you look at the—I can't remember the name of that rhino I, creature. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I should know this because I like—I enjoy the the design of that movie. Um, but you look at that and you say, yeah, it seems like a, probably a pretty docile, docile um, animal. You know. Yeah or you look at the um, the great Leonopteryx the flying things the banshees Mm. those things are wicked you know with the the different sets of wings and the teeth or say the the horses that they ride Mm -hmm. right there there's a good way of designing something so that it fits with the Navi as as like the riders apparently they're called Oh, Hammerhead Titanother. Okay. Titanother. Which is pretty cool. To be honest, it's cool name. Cool name. Hammerhead Titanother. You know, but even the design of the the creatures in the way that they have this like harder boned skeleton and even the color of it, right? Yeah. To blend in with this wild environment. Like it like the bioluminescent aspect of the whole planet and all that interconnectedness
1: love that part the bioluminescent thing is oh
0: man it's so cool yeah and that whole that supports the whole idea that the forest is all connected by all these like neural links in the ground and everything all these electrical impulses seeing the light i mean in a way i guess you're able to identify that as some kind of a connection you know and like you get the the awa Jellyfish, dandelion fluff things.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Jellyfish dandelions.
0: Yeah, Yeah. there's another band name. Jellyfish dandelions. Fuck. Dropped a couple beautiful band names on the other episode.
1: Yeah, we'll keep that going throughout the episodes. Band names.
0: Yeah. Create a giant list. We need a master list. (laughs) Master list of all the weird band names that we've come up just based off of using loose adjectives. Mm. In when trying to describe stuff,
1: is there is there any movies? Um, so I feel like we've touched on some good i good reasoning for the importance of oh, design in movies. Is there any movies that you can think of that there's some item, vehicle, environment, structure, anything in it that you just think is just cool?
0: Hmm.
1: Like you just, it's just designed well and it just like mm-hmm. stands out to you because personally to me
0: mm-hmm. yeah you don't want to hear what is you the, asking that you clearly have yeah, something in the, the first
1: that. iron man movie
0: uh,
1: which yes. i probably didn't want to touch on Marvel movies in the conversation of design because i feel like i don't know the comic book movies get a little like uh, based on the comics mm-hmm. still very important but whatever but in the first iron man movie when i mean first of all the iron man suit itself talk mm-hmm. about a great way of grounding something that's very you know futuristic very technology advanced. very advanced technology yeah. but again like you watch it and you're like a guy that smart around today like elon musk could do that you're like it's so grounded mm-hmm. like that yeah, seems real
0: You know. elon musk hasn't done that yeah why, <laughs> why
1: not um you know but I mean, the, the, so the suit is one thing; it's just badass, and the design of it's super cool. Um, the screens in the Iron Man movies is like Tony's computer screens That are just like clear glass. That now I feel like it's becoming more and more real. But the one yeah, thing that I that, that I've always remembered from the first movie is after he comes home, after escaping the cave. And he starts the project on the Mark II suit. And he has this little like design table, which is like a 3D hologram, you know, 3D modeling program. And at first Real he's intent. like... At first he's like... You know, he's got like a, a 3D model his like Mark I suit and he's like throwing stuff away from it. And then later on in like kind of the montage where he's like building the Mark II he's working on the kind of like the skeleton of one of the arms of the suit and he has it in the 3d cad and he's like spinning it around and he clicks his pen which looks like a wacom tablet pen or something and then he like puts his arm into like the hologram and then he can like move it around and see it like one-to-one scale on his own arm and see how it moves and fits yeah so cool that's like a designer's dream piece of equipment right there Imagine that. I mean, I feel like we're getting close. That with like the VR, like the 3D sketching in VR. Yeah. Which I've seen like absolutely. See, seen some like auto, some like car companies do that, with like cars, like 3D sketching in VR. No way. Um. But, I mean, again, that's still one, you know, fantasy, one step further. But it's still grounded because it, like, the graphics don't look insanely crisp, so it looks like a a program. Mm-hmm. And like the table itself is like all smooth and it looks, but again, it fits in the movie because you believe like, oh, some billionaire genius who designs things would have, yeah. s- would
0: have a tool like that. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. It would make sense. Yeah. Right? Like um, they have access to that kind of money. They have access to that yeah. kind of technology. And you probably
1: believe he probably made it himself, right? Like yeah. a lot of the Very stuff in the movie, even though some of the tools and stuff that he has, like he designed himself. Yeah. Um so that's one I thing mean, that's always jumped out to me is just just cool, you know? Just cool. Just cool. I feel like maybe another one is like the time machine from Back to the Future.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, it's just a genius way of incorporating that without without a time machine being like a giant silver porta potty kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. like a phone booth from uh yeah doctor who doctor yeah who or whatever yeah I, he's just cool
0: like does it make sense no probably not it's not like does it need to in that context no I don't think like so. i
1: feel like it grounds it again enough where you're like meh whatever like he, when you talking about the flux capacitor yeah how does it
0: work i don't know good question i
1: don't is it realistic probably not but like no. you look at it and how silly it looks, you look at it and you're like, "All right, yeah, sure."
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like it almost becomes its own character in a way, you know, hundred percent. It's not a prop.
1: Yeah, and again, it's its, like, its own Like a thing. character, it evolves throughout the movies. Right? There's a new time machine every mm-hmm. movie.
0: Yeah. There's yeah, like gotta rewatch those.
1: I mean, realistically, there's like four or five versions of it throughout the three movies wow because you got like the original that, mm-hmm. that you see doc test when he gets killed right when he gets shot for the plutonium in the beginning of the yeah. first movie and then you Spoiled. have the end of the first movie when he's going back 1985 and he has the with the giant hook on it which hits the oh, telephone yeah. line where the lightning strikes the clock tower Yep. so i mean it's not totally different it's just got a hook on it but whatever and then in the second yeah. movie you've got the the flying version
0: yeah and then in the Watch third man, movie
1: in the third movie when he goes back to nineteen
0: eighteen something I think. even
1: before that when he's going back to the old dock because the current dock oh, is in right. the past he goes back to the old dock and to put him into the wild west they have like a time oh, machine yeah. with like old even older tech on it in like white wall tires and everything and mm-hmm. then you have the final one in the movie, which is on the train tracks, which is
0: with like the. Man, you really know these movies. Ah, dude, I love Back to the Future movies. So, so deep into those movies. we got to rewatch those. 100%. Never yeah. watch them together.
1: Oh, I've done a few marathons where I've just
0: watched them all. How long is it? Nine hours in total um, for all three? Yeah, maybe. No. Yeah,
1: they're not super long movies. I think they're all less than two hours, probably. Oh,
0: Okay. I would think. It's probably more like five, maybe. Yeah, it's it's, five to six hours.
1: Yeah, it's not long. And they all like perfectly, like seamlessly connect.
0: That's uh, Spielberg did those, right? Steven Spielberg.
1: He wasn't a director. I think he's a producer. Hold on. I have the movie poster right behind me. Uh,
0: I was checking the movie poster.
1: Steven Spielberg presents, but I think he was the. Uh, producer, or something I think Robert Zemeckis is the director on them.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, Spielberg's idea, though, surely, or his initial concept. Or I wonder if, well, if he's producing, he's overseeing everything, right? Uh, yeah, in talks with the directors and saying, like, yeah, what if we did this instead? Yeah, like, let's uh, yeah, it was let's, just let's move away from that.
1: Yeah, it was director's Robert Zemeckis. Hmm.
0: Um what was the question that you asked me a while back, like ten minutes ago? Which
1: is there anything the one you've seen in yeah. a movie that you just think is like design that's just so cool, you know?
0: Uh immediately, the one that jumps out to me right away is the face hugger from Alien. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because Freaky. Oh, it always freaks <sighs> me out. It's so like, like the, uh, something that just makes you so uncomfortable makes you scream so like so just it's it's literally purely alien you know you've never never seen something like that never even think that a creature like that exists yeah and you understand it like you understand how it works you know yeah clearly wraps its arms around your face or whatever thing yeah, it is didn't it has a clear orifice to get into yeah the human body Ugh. secures itself with its legs and its tail wraps a tail around the person's neck or it's victim's neck doesn't have to be a human i guess and feeds off of that it's like a giant leech with legs yeah you know i think didn't
1: its legs am i sure? didn't it look like human fingers or something kind of
0: yeah, it looks like human like they're they're segmented, they've got yeah, knuckles yeah. Oh, to them. Oh no. and that like no. while it's not a physical product or something, to me the anatomy of it is what so well does Oh man, monster hiccup there. Holy jeez. How do you get rid of hiccups? How do you not get hiccups?
1: Isn't like some I think it's a, the
0: way I'm breathing.
1: Some like so. classic things like don't eat fast or whatever and it's like Hanging yeah. upside down or whatever—I don't know. Some of the myths, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, I haven't eaten in a while, so I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm just dying. It's got to be. What and it maybe is. that's it. But uh, back to the face hugger. The anatomy of it is, to me, what is so well designed. It's designed you know? for
1: its purpose. Like it's for yeah. you know right yeah.
0: Its form clearly follows its function, and its function. Incites the form and what it mm. needs to be, you know. And man, like seeing it for the first time when I watched the movie, I was like, I was so freaked out. Never been made yeah. more more uncomfortable in my life.
1: They freak me out more than the xenomorphs do. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and xenomorphs are scary. They're freaky, real creepy. I was about to say animals. Not even animals. Aliens yeah to, to me the one that sticks out and the one that i have referenced before in terms of something that is so well designed in a movie even though maybe you say it's um not a popular not a popular topic because it's not a physical object or a product within a movie mm. or like it's not a piece of machinery it's not a weapon it's not an item that is sought after it's this it's something gross and undesirable in a way like you you obviously don't want that thing latching onto your face yeah but man there's just something super simple about it in a way like it's it does its function it sucks the juice out of your body perfectly perfectly well and that's it it does what it needs to do you know
1: because it because it like impregnates the the animal right the person yeah
0: it doesn't suck stuff and then it, like, puts and then the that's egg where the, the thing
1: where it bites out of your stomach
0: yeah I mean, it plants it the like the xenomorph egg in the gut as of the host and then the xenomorph will hatch crawl out of that pretty well fully formed and the facehuggers hatch from an egg right so it's like egg to face like it has to find a host instantly I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I could be I could have that totally wrong. But um I'm gonna I don't out of all the
1: movies I've seen, I don't remember like one missing and then being on the ground, then you walk by and it jumps back on you again.
0: Xenomorph life cycle.
1: Like I've I've I from what I remember the movies, they die pretty quick if it doesn't latch onto something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it starts off as an ovomorph, which is the egg biological capsule produced by the alien queen and it's considered a living organism it houses the face hugger and can uh can detect a potential host nearby Mm. that makes sense that's why like when they walk
1: up to it it like opens up and then people are like hmm what's in here and it's like
0: oh cool (laughs) and then the face hugger is a parasitic organism that hatches from the ovomorph and its main purpose is to find a host to implant the chest burster embryo into and once the task is complete the facehugger dies it's like a bee stinging you stings you and then the stinger comes out pulls its guts out and the thing dies then you get the chest burster which is the initial form of a xenomorph and it gestates in a host's chest cavity and bursts through the sternum upon becoming mature and then experiences a rapid growth period resulting in an adult xenomorph which is an extraterrestrial predator that exists within a caste system within the alien queen, presiding over a hive of drone and warrior xenomorphs. Wow, that's gnarly, mm-hmm. man. I love I love these things. It's so cool, but also being able to see that, like a xenomorph, a facehugger. And like the, the chest burst even the egg, they all look similar, you know? They, they all look fit like the same in the ecosystem. same place. Yeah. Yeah. Which again is a power to the design. HR Geiger. Beautiful.
1: 100 yeah. percent
0: Absolutely. Fantastic. Any other any other movie movie stuff you wanna dabble mm,
1: with? I mean There's stuff like um like X Machina i love the house just because oh, like yeah i mean yeah it serves Super a Moe story down. like it you could look at it and be like this looks kind of like something a, a, an evil villain would be living in you know
0: mm-hmm. cold modern
1: yeah but then just from a design like just from an architecture standpoint it just looks nice It's just designed okay. very nicely um beautiful house hmm what other things though i'm trying to think of other movies that like really stand out to me. Um I don't know. Can you think of anything else? Not really. Design? Like Oh, actually, here's the, one of a movie I watched recently, which was Interstellar. Oh, which I only yeah. watched the first time like a few weeks ago, which is crazy. But I absolutely love it. It is crazy. It's been out is for a while. The the robots that are in it. Mm,
0: the rectangular
1: yeah. rectangular box robots one of them is named case and the other one is case is the one they f- case is the one they f- they find in like the um because they go up in the shuttle which can docks to like the space station thing which then takes them yeah. uh like into the uh black hole right to get to the planets where they're looking at so they find case in there but then the one that goes with them from earth i forgot the name but like they're just like giant like dark gray silver boxes
0: Mm
1: -hmm. with like a screen at like head height um and then they just the way they walk is like two sides kind of come out Walk and in the middle, like goes forward, and they just yeah. I don't know, but the design of them, I just thought was like, it was like that. Um, like you mentioned, how to design a robot, like mm-hmm. sci-fi robots, like space robots have been done so many times. How do you do something different? Mm-hmm. Like it'd be easy to make something look like R two D two, or. Yeah c3po or um, how do yeah
0: how do you set your design you, apart and make yeah. it different and the interstellar original.
1: one looks like nothing i've ever seen and i've seen nothing else like it yeah it looks so cool and again it looks kind of grounded like obviously looking at it you're like well the way it moves like i don't know if it would really work the best and like the way it like all of a sudden just like folds kind of and yeah. like some of it doesn't make sense you're like how the hell would that make that but
0: mm-hmm. still it still works grounded and enough it's, it's still awesome that's the cool part and it makes for good entertainment hell yeah and without design movies would be so much less than what they are you know yeah i wonder if we would even have movies if we didn't have design i feel and like you movies could... movie is a type of design in a way you could say yeah yeah you know
1: and i feel like the way you set up shots oh totally goes along with design and creativity you design your shots right I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm talking about when it comes to that,
0: but Yeah. Never never written, directed, produced a film before. Not in this no. lifetime anyway. No. Not at all. I don't know. It'd be really cool to do though. That would be really cool. It sounds like a lot of work though. a Bit stressful. Yeah. I mean look at James Cameron. Still hasn't released Avatar too. Yeah. <laughs> Still chugging away on that. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of chugging away think you can fry eggs on my laptop right now really that hot yeah
1: mine's toasty but nothing crazy what laptop do you have again asus vivo book pro 15 i believe is the vivo
0: vivo book
1: it's a weird two words putting together it's like it's weird to pronounce vivo
0: yeah doesn't doesn't flow super well
1: no for some reason i want to say vivio instead of Vivo. vivo Vimeo I, Something other than Vivo Book Pro yeah. It just sounds weird hmm.
0: I mean well As long as it's working That's the important part And as long as Nothing crashes That's also important Nothing yet and if, But Yeah nothing's Nothing's died yet nothing Impressively yet. Nothing yet Oh yeah Nah she's real warm man She's real warm Yeah I'm waiting for her To blow up one day Hopefully yeah, that doesn't happen
1: Blue screens And it's game over <laughs> It's just time for a new yeah. laptop then.
0: Yeah, maybe. I need to clean the fans on it. That would that's probably for help. Sure. I should probably do that as well, actually. I think after after we finish this recording, I'm going clean to the, clean the fans on it. Mm. So that way I'm not out of laptop because that's the last thing we need. That's the last thing you need, yeah. So if you have any questions about the show, about us, about design, or you just want to send us some cool stuff, send us an email. You can do that. By sending an email to hi dot at gmail dot com. Super simple. You don't even just write whatever. Send us memes. Yeah. Send us cool pictures.
1: If you th- if you find anything that you think is designed really well in a movie, something yeah. cool that you think some object, some piece of clothing, a weapon, a, a building, an environment, a vehicle, anything from cool of a movie, send it to send us. Send it over maybe tell we'll us here. why you think it's cool
0: mm-hmm. yeah. justify it to us justify it. we're your professors yeah. <laughs> tell me why you like this yeah tell me why it's good design yeah exactly don't tell me why you like it i don't care what you like tell me why it's good design tell me why justify it's good design. justify your design decisions yes that's the important part absolutely and uh yeah we appreciate you if you've made it this far into the podcast obviously we appreciate it. it's the longest one yeah by far oh um, yeah and if you've come, if you're a consistent listener, man, that means a lot. Like you're, you're one of yeah. the originals at this point, Hell yeah. you know, you're at the beginning of something that's hopefully going to end up being super cool. Hopefully and great. One day, Hopefully great. You know, up there, I don't even think top of the charts doesn't interest me, but like the whole, the fact that if we can grow an awesome community around it. And if you, the listener, can and want to be a part of that community, then that's that's awesome. Yeah, you know that's super exciting. So, I think that's going to wrap us up today for episode twenty of the Process Podcast. Good combo. Yeah, beautiful combo. Anything else you want to add before we Uh, make sure to check
1: out our Instagram. Yes. Which is the process yes. underscore underscore podcast. Double underscore. Double remember that. Make sure you give us a follow, check us out. We'll be mm-hmm. posting Inktober stuff as it goes on throughout the month and anything else that's cool that we might be working on. So
0: Yeah. Maybe some maybe some photos from our photo trip this past weekend Ooh, if we Yes. When when we get to editing them. Mm. Take a bit of time. Yes. We're busy people. Yes. We got stuff going on. Mm lots of stuff going on lots freelance stuff is slowly picking up hopefully gonna have a couple logo commissions coming in soon hopefully doing logo and brand identity projects that should be coming in within the next couple weeks exciting through a big design company and if you're interested you're looking you're like hey i need a logo for my thing i'm a student don't have all the money in the world we'll work with you man we'll work with you whether you're a guy Girl, student, professional, doesn't matter. Just reach out, send us an email. Tell us what you're looking for. We'll hook you up. We'll make something cool for you. Yep. Or if you just want to chat, we'll be here to chat. That's that's why we're here, man. That's why we're here. Yep. It's exciting and it's super cool.
1: Very exciting.
0: And yeah, that's all from us, I think. Thanks yep. again, folks. Thanks. We'll see you. Oh, I, did, I just did it again. We will see you in the well, next one. It's
1: just a saying. Like, we're not actually it's saying, a saying whatever.
0: We will hear you in the next one.
1: Yeah. You will okay. hear us in the next one, I guess.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, people.